Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Des Moines. From the Lithia Body and Paint Sports Desk, powered by BMW of Des Moines, this is an X's and O's update on 1460 KXNO. And I'm Trent Condon. The 20th ranked Iowa Hawkeyes went on the road last night to face the Indiana Hoosiers. In the first half, Tyler Cook was making plays, and the freshman Joe Wieskamp was hitting shots. Trying Craner in off the bench. Shot clock now a factor. Step back three by Wieskamp. Iowa led it by 10 at the break. In the second half, late, it was Jordan Bohannon. Bohan in the force. And he got it. Unbelievable. The calls from ESPN. Bohannon finishes with 25 points and six assists, including five three-pointers. The Hawkeyes improved to 18-5 and five on the season. They host Northwestern on Sunday. The number 16 Iowa State Cyclones go for five in a row as they take on TCU tomorrow in Ames. ISU sits at 18-5 and five on the year, 7-3 and three in the Big 12. News from the Big 12 from yesterday as Kansas announced that guard LeGerald Vick is taking a leave of absence from the team, effective immediately. And tomorrow at the Knapp Center, the Drake Bulldogs host you and I. Streaming live from coast to coast on iHeartRadio, this is 1460 KXNO. I'm Miller and Condon, Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO. Final hour of the week, we take you up until just before noon. I'm Murph and Andy from 2 to 4. The Fanatics this afternoon get underway at 4. Then we'll start all over again on Monday with the morning rush at 6 a.m. You know, I've got the Kansas Jayhawks schedule in front of me, Trent all right. Condon, as we try to drive a nail through that team and right into that proverbial coffin of theirs. Oklahoma State at TCU, mm-hmm. who's perfect at home. West Virginia, payback. You're trying so hard. (laughs) Have you heard a loss there yet? No. You're aware Vic's gone, right? Yeah. You're aware he's not playing. Uh Uh-huh. Nola Gerald Vic. It's like a horror movie. (laughs) Until the the killer is decapitated. I just, I can't, I can't believe it. Even after the news last night. Maybe I'm just going down because I don't want to change my opinion. I think that's it. But man, we haven't seen anything like this. This is the first time at this point in the Big 12 campaign that they've had four losses. Mm-hmm. So those are the things that are sitting there. Mm-hmm. It would be different if I was confident that Kansas State could get to 14-4. and four. If I was confident, I'm more confident Iowa, Iowa State? State could do it. But because of that, they can still get a share and this streak will continue at 12-6. and six. If there's a three-way tie at 12-6... and six, which is still, I believe, I a real possibility. I don't think six losses is going to is going to tie for the conference championship. I don't. I think it's. I think it's probably. You can probably afford a fifth loss if you're K State or Iowa State. But man, I don't know if you can afford. I don't. A sixth, Trent. You're sharing the title. K State's got two losses. Iowa State's got three. During this stretch, remember. No, I know. Shared titles. Yes, yes, yes. And that's what I keep coming back to. Right, right, right. But what I keep coming back to is K 
K-State has a two-game lead in the loss column. They play each other again. Look, you're right. Kansas scheduled down the stretch. I don't want to say it's cake because they do have to go to Texas Tech. They get Kansas State in, uh, in yeah, that game is in Lawrence. Mm-hmm. Um, Oklahoma State twice. That's a huge break. Oklahoma, not very good. Baylor uh, to end the season. The road games aren't overly daunting. But there's a loss in there somewhere, Trent. I don't think they're going to win. Kansas isn't good enough right now to say that they're going to win their final seven games. They're not no, that good. I, I agree, absolutely. No doubt. Can they win Can they win six? Yes. So if they win six, uh, that gets them to 12 and, f- six. 12 and six. 12 and six. Might get you a share. Might. Might. May. Kansas State. What's Kansas State's conference record? They they're seven are and two. Seven and two. Mm-hmm. So four more losses in there. Is there? Oh, yeah. At Baylor this week? Yes, that at, can happen. At Texas? Best, they go one and one there. You know what I like? I like the fact that they've got a game in the middle of the week. They've got, they have got don't have to travel very far, but they've got to go to Austin. Um, well, Iowa State's sitting at home waiting for that game on Saturday. K-State Saturday, I think it's the game, or Iowa State rather Saturday. Big a game as there is in the conference. Kansas State the can lose their next three very They easily. could, yes. Very yes. easily. At Baylor, at Texas, mm-hmm. Iowa State, with the Cyclones with revenge factor. They've still got a home and home against Baylor. They've still got to host Iowa State. They've got to go to Kansas. They host Baylor. They can lose four games. They can lose. They lose five games of that schedule. That offense, even with Wade back, is limited. This is not a great offensive team. Mm-hmm. Iowa State. No. TCU. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Yeah, don't go down the schedule. Uh, TCU. At uh, next weekend, we know in Manhattan. Then mm-hmm. home to Baylor, return visit to TCU, home to Oklahoma, at Texas, at West Virginia, Texas Tech. I mean, I look at that and I think worst case scenario six and two for Iowa State in that in that stretch in yeah. those final eight, and the two losses be maybe next week in Manhattan and maybe a TCU loss on the road. Yeah, they're better there. Yeah, way better. Maybe at Texas, Texas Tech gets Texas Tech gets revenge, though it is in Hilton mm-hmm. Senior, Senior Day. Still, Tyler Babb, Shayok. It's a good Texas Tech team. It's not bad. Do you but, know where the second one could come? First game in the month of March at Texas. Yeah, yep, that's a good one. Because Texas will still be fighting. Probably, yeah, bubble maybe. They've moved themselves off the bubble. They're not feeling real good. Boy, oh boy, oh boy. 12 and 6. And Kansas and is there with it. Nope. <laughs> and I was saying what you're selling. Iowa State wins it at 13 and 5. And Iowa State wins it at 13 and 5. Be remarkable. Really that would what? be my per. If I had to make a one through three, mm-hmm. it is Iowa State at thirteen and five, mm-hmm. Kansas, Kansas State twelve and six, right, and then see where the chips fall from there. Texas Tech, I don't think they have enough. No, I don't think so. They don't have enough offense. Yeah. So, so let me go to my. Uh, well, their brought... offense is better than Kansas State's. And I can't, I can't sway you at Kansas State. No, I love Kansas State. When know, Brown's going, he's really good. Yeah. So let me let me uh, bring up what I brought up with John Bonecamp. Is Iowa? Gone as far in the standings as they can because I think they have. I think they can run down Maryland. You and, do. They play Maryland. They get Maryland at Carver, right? The game, yes. yes. And because of that, they'd have a tiebreaker. Mm-hmm. So, in terms of seeding, I'd say best case scenario is the five. Five. Yeah, I don't think they get any higher. No, I. I, I mean, I see your point. I think it's more likely that they finish six. You. Because so I like I like this Maryland team. Look, I like Iowa too, though. I mean, if Iowa plays like they did last night, look at Maryland's schedule though the rest of the way. Tell me, Purdue, it's at home, still tough. I 
take Purdue though? Mm, I would take him if it was at Mackey. I'll take I'll take Maryland at home. Then road trips to Michigan and Iowa back to back. Oh my! And we know how Big Ten teams back ends of yeah way it's been terrible. Mm-hmm. In fact, I don't think a team has won the back half of a two game road trip in the Big Ten. At least as a week ago, okay. thought I'd heard that. They come home for Ohio State. Not very good. Go to Penn State, which road game. Mm-hmm. They finish up with Michigan and Minnesota, both at home. Who knows what the Gophers are playing for at that point? Yeah, you know what? Maybe I'll maybe I'll come off that take a little bit. If Iowa could catch Maryland, there's three losses in there. I would say at least. So that would put them. They are what are they? They're, they're nine and four. Nine and four. So that put them at thirteen and seven. Mm-hmm. Can Iowa the rest of the way go six and two? That would mean only two losses. Find at Wisconsin. Yep, second last game of the year. Can't disagree with that. Uh, they're they. I see. I think it's Maryland at home. I do. I like this Maryland team. Tra- that could. I mean, the, uh, Cohen's really good. Yeah. No, he is. Fernando is a load inside. Yes. The Smith kid, the freshman Smith, is really good. Yeah. He really. He's he's going to be a pain in the you know what before he's and, well. and this is going to be the first team that Iowa sees. That can throw two bigs at them, and like they, they will do. all yes. game long. Yeah, it'll be Fernando and Smith, and uh-huh. because of that, Iowa doesn't see that very often. Mm-hmm. And like you said, Cohen, the point guard, is really good. Now Maryland doesn't see that on the other side. So I mean, you talk about styles that kind of match up really well. Mm-hmm. Where will Nebraska be? Uh, final game of the year, looking for a head coach. Well, we know that, but what what will it be? Will it be a funeral like? Yeah. Will it be a celebration of the? Because they got a lot of guys that are saying goodbye to. This roster is going to be completely different next year. Completely different. Copeland will no, he's limp moving out. on. He'll, he's moving on. Well, he'll be limping out on Senior Day ceremony. Sure. So yep. he'll have that. Palmer's gone. Palmer's Watson's gone. It's a lot of guys, Trent, that aren't yeah. going to be uh, leaving and not leaving eligibility. I mean, they're gone. They're done. Their eligibility is up. I don't know. What What do you expect? I think they're done at that point. I I think they're done now. But yes. being the final game of the year, do they win one for? Do they try? Well, of course they're going to. But I just wonder what kind of team they're going to be. Isn't they, there a term the dead cat bounce? Where <laughs> it's news to me. Yeah, I, I think that's something. Google dead cat, cat bounce and see what pops up. But maybe they'll have a little bump there. It's not a very good team. No, they're playing poorly. This was a season that had expectations after last year and getting left out at thirteen and five. And they're gonna be looking for a new. So, coach. Do, you, do you have the Big Ten tournament bracket? Do, do you, mm-hmm. and do you have uh, tip times? Yeah, I can find it. Where Where would Iowa be if they're a five or a six? When would they play five or six in Chicago? Let's find it here. Find the bracket and the tip times. Okay, here we go. If they are a six seed, mm-hmm. they would play the night game on Thursday night. Last the very game last game of the night. Yep. Okay. So that was what, about 8.30, 8, 45, yeah. Yep. Right in that range. If they are a four seed, their first game would be... No, don't go. They're not going to get to four. Well, go five, ahead. Sorry, five seed. Yeah. They would play game two of the Thursday afternoon session. So one thirty ish for that one. I hope they get to five. You know, Five? That's what I'm rooting for, selfishly. Because then you can get over to... Dublin. The Dublin. <laughs> You know, you love that place. In I Chicago. do, I do. Yes, I do. The, the bartender's a big Hawkeye fan. Oh, big Hawkeye fan. I don't know. I've got to. I got. To, he always buys me a Stella whenever he sees me. Speaking of Stella, did you like the Stella ad at the Super Bowl? I loved it. Yeah, it was great. Um, it's a great. It's. A, I don't know why. I've just. I, 
can't get enough. And tonight, Stella, Stella pays a visit. She comes over every Friday. Oh, nice. Every single Friday, Stella and I spend uh, you know a couple of quality hours together. You're locked and loaded for today. I got well, I had my growlers not filled yet, but oh. about an hour from now it will be. Actually, That's an upset. That's normally a Friday morning yeah, routine for you. Yeah, I was busy you. this morning. Busy this morning. We're busy between now and 12 o'clock. We got Matt Poston's coming up next, Jason Symbol. Well, let's do those in the same segment. Then we'll take a break. We'll line up our claxons. We're half away from or half an hour away from giving away barbecue. Now, our tiebreaker, just so people can give this some thought, if you're one of the four that get through to participate, we're going to give you four basketball games. We're going to give you Iowa Northwestern, Iowa State TCU, Drake U and I, and Virginia Duke. Want to do that one? Let's do Virginia Duke. I mean, it's, yeah. a, it's the biggest basketball game of the weekend. It's yes. one versus three, or two versus two, three. Two, three, yep. Um, if we end about Tennessee. You know, by the way, and I was thinking about this driving in, you know, a re- there's one really good team I haven't seen this year. And I'm wondering, no, I've seen them. Only I saw them really early, but that's, they fall in that category too. Houston. Houston's yeah. on the two line. Remember that game last year with Michigan in the tournament? Went down to the wire. But have you seen them this year? No. Sam's got this team playing well. Yes. I that find, can coach a little bit, huh? Yeah. You know, I think Hassel did a game of theirs earlier. Oh, really? I think he did. So note to self, I think you need to see them. But our tiebreaker. This is great. It's who they play. What's this league called again? <laughs> That's a great start to our tiebreakers. And what's the name of that league again? It's the Alliance of American Football. The Alliance of American Football. And we're going to use the Saturday night CBS 7 o'clock. KCCI's got it. It's San Antonio and who? Uh, San Antonio hosting the San Diego Fleet. And Joel Lanning plays for San Antonio, so we'll do. That's what a, you tell me. Well, that's what Twitter told me this morning. I think okay. it was Halstead that tweeted that, and I believe Alex Halstead without checking. Um, so we will do total points in that game. Total, total first yeah, downs. Total. No, total points. <laughs> now they don't trick. This isn't like the XFL where they trick it up and they do all that. You know where they put the ball down and they have two guys race together. I the, loved that. Did you? I loved that. Eh. Better than a coin flip. Until eh. the guy got hurt and then. Kind of put a tainted it just a little bit. All right. Well, anyways, I don't think it's going to be tricked up though. I think it's just football. They're they're just going to play probably bad football, but it'll be football. Well, it'll be football. We'll watch that. There might be more points scored than there was the last time we saw football on Sunday. (laughs) Maybe maybe if you like offense, who knows what we're going to see? But we're going to ask you to give us the total points closest without going over. That will be our tiebreaker. That happens a half an hour from now. It's the Claxons Barbecue Giveaway, a weekly. Uh, giveaway here on Miller and Condon. We're on Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO. 24-hour sports anywhere in the world on iHeartRadio. This is Condon, Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO. Jeff Weirich, I hope I'm pronouncing his last name properly. He uh, tweets a lot. good guy. Hawkeye Haas on Twitter. There's no kickoffs. Mm. And it's mandatory that you go for two following every touchdown. Uh, same note coming from Logan, who checks in. Uh, kind of tell us the same. So a couple good rules. 
You like it? Um, okay. Well, I especially like the going for two mandatory. Yes. Yeah, that's yeah, a the big kickoff, one. I might miss that, but um, yeah, maybe I won't. You know what? Maybe it's a sign of things to come. Get used to it. Yeah, we're heading right? that direction. Right? No Ex- doubt. Excellent point. All right. Uh, did I just give credit to myself? It's not I thought a bad I thing. Did. It's you Friday. You got, you got the stones rolling. You're <laughs> pretty good out of mood. here in 37 minutes. Yeah, Stella's coming over at about eight hours. It's all coming up Miller. <laughs> Matt Poston's HeartlandCollegeSports.com joins us. Matt, Trent, and Ken, how are you? I'm good, guys. How are you? Doing okay. So we're trying to... You know, forecast this big, we both, well, I shouldn't say we, I don't want to put words in Trent's mouth. He still thinks Kansas is going to find a way to win this thing. I don't. Uh, and LeGerald Vick being lost for, I'm not, not sure when, I don't think that there was anything definitive to it, maybe a couple of weeks. Their schedule is, you know, not daunting by any means down the stretch. They got Texas Tech, and I think there's one other maybe trick. Okay, State again. Um but it, did the Vic News settle it in your mind that the string is over for Kansas, Matt? I, I think this is probably as close as they've ever, ever been recently to having that streak extinguished. And I was kind of thinking that after the game on Tuesday night with Kansas State mm-hmm. because, you know, Kansas had to do some things in that game they really don't like doing. They they didn't really want to play zone there in the first half, but the Kansas State had pushed the pace of that game so much that they had to do something to try and disrupt things, and it worked. Um, you know, Vic, of course, didn't play much in that game. Uh, Lawson was really the only thing they had going for them offensively on a consistent basis. They didn't have Marcus uh, Garrett either, I don't believe, in that game, uh, one of their best defensive players. So, you know, it's, it's not so much that they don't have talent. It's just that they are so depleted right now when it comes to depth, you know, with Vic not being able to to go for a short period of time, assuming Garrett isn't able to come back, uh, they're down to, you know, they're down to what they were last year, six or seven guys who are really talented, but are going to have to play, you know, 35, 36, 37 minutes a game just to keep this team afloat. Yeah, they've got a, a softer schedule the next couple of weeks, but uh, and that might get them through without having Vic on the floor, but like you said, they still got to play Tech again. They still got to play Kansas State again. Uh, they've still got uh, a couple of really difficult games outside of that left on the schedule. I think they've still got to play Baylor again. So uh, they're as close as they've ever been in, in probably this decade to seeing that streak extinguished. And you know, at the beginning of the season, I was like your buddy. You know, I, I figured Kansas <laughs> would win the league because that's what Kansas does. But right now, with nine games ahead of them, where they are in the standings, as well as Kansas State and Baylor are playing right now i i i'm less than 50 percent on kansas winning the league at this point the accomplishment is incredible 14 consecutive regular season titles if it does end you have the a the uh investigation that's obviously happened around au basketball so much going on here is it a sign of things to come is kansas basketball they're a blue blue blood they'll be back at some level but could we be finally seeing a major step back out of Kansas going forward here over the next couple of years? I don't know. I think, I think it kind of depends upon how how things settle after this season. I don't expect D'Souza to come back. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't expect yep. him to right. sit out for two years. Right. I think he's going to go to the NBA. I think there's a fair chance that Duca Azubique to go to the mm-hmm. NBA after this season just because do you really want to come back for another season when you're a seven-footer who can at least rebound and defend in the NBA and then figure out the offense. Uh, you know, Vic is a senior. He's gone. 
Uh, I think Diedrich Lawson is probably headed for the NBA after this. So there's there's a definite feeling in my mind that they're going to lose a lot of guys after this season for whatever reason, NBA, transfer, or what have you. But all that does is it gives Bill Self several scholarships to recruit on. And you saw his recruiting class this year. McDonald's All-Americans, even the guy who wasn't a McDonald's All-American in, in uh, Ochai Abaji, he's been their best freshman this year, and they were going to redshirt that guy. Mm. So you could see, I could see a temporary step back with all the guys that they may have to recruit or transfer in. But long-term, no. If there's a step back, I don't see it being a, a huge step back, and I see it lasting maybe a year, maybe two Kansas is a program everybody wants to go to. Bill Self is a coach everybody wants to play for. Uh, I just don't see any kind of step back for them being a long-term step back. Well, I want to fast forward to, uh, well, let's start with K-State, because I think it's, it's, it's Iowa State or it's K-State, and I really like this K-State team. Jara's coming on in a big way, and Brown has been terrific, and you know it's Snead, and now that Wade's back, I, I think that uh, Weber's doing a really nice job with this team. And right now, if I had to go on a limb, I'd say that they will be the ones that are victorious in the end. And, you know, it's a week from tomorrow when K-State and Iowa State collide in what might be the game of the year. But help me out to that uh, um, as, as it's turned out in the Big 12. We certainly didn't think that when the schedule came out. But this the, K-State's got to go to Waco this week. It's a 5 o'clock tip. Most of the country is going to be watching Duke-Virginia at the same time. But Baylor coming off a, a disappointing loss in Austin the other night. It, Baylor will be difficult at home. K-State is a big spot for them uh, here tomorrow, Matt. Yeah, and I'll actually be at that game Saturday. Nice. Uh, Baylor and K-State down in Waco. So uh, I covered a Baylor game a couple weeks ago against Alabama, and, and that is a very difficult place to play now. They, they've really amped up. You know, what they do inside, and that was a SEC Big 12 Challenge kind of game. This is a huge game on Saturday when you consider that if Kansas State wins, they're going to be up two games on Baylor. They're going to be up two games on Kansas. Uh, they'll be at least up a game on uh, Iowa State and, and uh, Texas Tech, depending on what they do on Saturday. And remember, Kansas State still has to play Tech again. I think they still have to play Iowa State again. Yep. Week I think they Saturday. have another game with Baylor as well. They so, do. I mean, it's by no means a done deal. They win the league if they win on Saturday. But with all of these teams still having yet to play each other at least one more time, these top five teams in the conference, there's so much jockeying left to do. But the one really great thing that Kansas State has going for them is their defense. They're as good a defensive team as Texas Tech is, and defense travels in these kinds of games. And that's the big thing that I think if they're going to beat Baylor on the road on Saturday – they're going to have to play exceptional defense because Baylor, even with the loss against Texas on Wednesday, and I, I, I don't know where that came from. I mean, they played well. Texas just played a much better game than they did. Uh, Texas shot nearly 60% from the floor that night. As good as Baylor is, they're going to have to, to figure out a way to rebound effectively. They've got guys that can do it, but they're not terribly big. And that's one thing that Kansas State does have on them. They have a size advantage inside with Maui and with Wade. They're two very good rebounders. Brown's a good rebounder as well. So the height advantage could be one area where Kansas State can kind of assert itself in that game and get a leg up on Baylor. But certainly the way they play defense, it augments the way they play offense because you know, as well as they played offensively against Kansas, that's not something they do consistently. They are, they are one of the poorest teams in the Big 12. 
but they're so good at, on the defensive side that it actually kind of elevates them a little bit and augments some of their inefficiencies on the offensive side. Matt, when you look at that middle tier, if you will, of the Big 12 and teams fighting to get into the tournament, Baylor, Texas, TCU, Oklahoma, of those four teams, who in your mind has the best chance of making a run getting into the second weekend of the NCAA tournament? Of uh, those four, you can eliminate Oklahoma State. They're not going to make it to the tournament. No, Oklahoma. Uh, not, with an un- not with an under 500 record. No, o- um, Oklahoma, TCU, uh, Texas, and Baylor. Uh, second weekend of the tournament, I'd say Baylor right now, even without the size. Hmm. They're they're so good offensively. They shoot so well from the outside. And the one thing they do well is the one thing that nobody else in college basketball does well, and that's the 1-3 zone. And when you consider that everybody else in this conference is a man-based defense, and they only play zone when they absolutely have to, nobody faces a 1-3-1 in practice. It's like you, you prepare for man, for man, for man, and then when you get to Baylor, you've got to prepare to play a 1-3-1, and sometimes you only have two days' notice to do it. It's the one ace in the hole that Scott Drew has, even with all the attrition that he's had this year with the development of his bench. The fact that they play that defense that almost nobody sees on a regular basis, even when you get into the NCAA tournament, it gives him something that he different that he can throw at teams, and it also helps conserve the energy of his players because they know what their role is, they know what space they have to go to, and it actually kind of gives them you know, a definitive idea of, of what they're doing and how they can conserve their energy to double-team and things like that. So to me, if I'm looking at, at those three teams and who could get to the second weekend of the tournament, I think it's Baylor. Uh, one quick one on football. Matt Poston's HeartlandsCollegeSports.com. Uh, all the signing days are behind us now. Texas, very excited about what they've done. It's the same way in Iowa State. Uh, Campbell's put together a really nice class as well. But is Texas maybe the story of recruiting uh, this offseason? They did very well by all accounts, Matt. They, they certainly did. And, you know, when you consider that they had a lot of losses on the defensive side of the football after this season, they needed to recruit well on that side, and they did. Um, you know, I know Oklahoma's class is a little bit ahead of uh, Texas's just in terms of rankings, and of course they're taking in Jalen Hurts as a transfer mm-hmm. quarterback. But you know, when you look at the quarterback position in this conference right now, you know, last year we were talking about is it going to be Shane Bouchelle? Is it going to be Sam Ellinger? Are they even stable at that position? Well, now you know they probably have the most stable quarterbacking. Uh, position in the uh, in the conference in terms of the starter because of the way Ellinger played this year and the way he led them to that win. Well, Brock Purdy uh, at Iowa game. State, though. Brock Purdy at and, Iowa State. You know, Purdy, Purdy yeah. certainly in there. I think you could talk about Charlie Brewer at Baylor too. Yeah, but just the yep. way that the way that Ellinger, especially toward the end of the year, he elevated that offense. Oh, was spectacular. He made them a lot better. I think it gives them a really stable position. And now Shane Bouchelle is moving on to SMU. Yeah, I so saw that. There's no quarterback controversy in Austin. It's all about filling the spots defensively, getting a little bit better at running the football more consistently, and they've got their receivers for the most part coming back too. They had a couple of guys who were worried might go to the NFL that didn't. So they they did a really good job. And it, for, for Tom Herman going into his third year, now he's had success. Now he's had a 10-win season. Now he's won a bowl game. Now it's about that sustainment of that, the things that, that – Mac Brown did for more than a decade at Texas in terms of sustaining success from year to year. That's what it's about now. Texas fans are going to get a little drunk on themselves in the offseason 
and Tom Herman's going to have to meet that expectation. It's going to be really interesting to see if they keep moving forward or if they maybe take a small step back just because of the, the losses that they had in the defensive side of the ball. Well, Ellinger's already on a lot of Heisman lists, so the hype is, is, uh, is coming. Hey, Matt, great stuff. Look forward to catching up with you uh, in next week, if possible, or the week following, uh, depending on your schedule. We'll look for you on Press Row, K-State, and Baylor this weekend. Thank you, Matt Poston. Appreciate it, as always. Thanks, guys. Good to talk to you. Matt Poston's Heartland College Sports. Let's go right to the desert, shall we? Jason Symbol, CG Technology, joins us. We are a few minutes away from our Claxons Barbecue. Let's get some uh, gambling info. A little 411 with Jason. Jason, Trent, and Ken, thanks for coming on. Absolutely. Finally, uh, post-football here. So, a little Well, well, hang on a second. Oh, no. We're <laughs> we... going to the Alliance of Football Army. <laughs> are we? Are you guys posting numbers? We do have numbers up on it. Um, we've got numbers up on the four games this week, and we've got futures. We've had the numbers <laughs> up for about two days, not taking any bets yet. Um, so it doesn't seem like anybody's really rushing to the window uh, to bet it in advance. Doesn't mean, though, that they're not going to bet it come day of. So we, we'll, we shall see. What kind of limits are we talking about here with something that, frankly, is guesswork for everybody? Yeah, we're, ta- we're talking like a $1,000 max limit. Okay. There's not going to be a lot of high limits. You know, in a football game, we're taking six figures. In an Alliance of American football game, we're taking four figures. Yeah, that's probably <laughs> right. So uh, help us out. I'm in Vegas on Saturday night. I'm at the Venetian or I'm at the Cosmo. I, well, obviously, Virginia Duke is going to be on the biggest screen right in the middle of the room. But will you kind of park the football on a tiny screen over in the corner? Will you have to go into the bathroom to watch it? How will you, how will you put it up in the books, Jason? Yeah, we'll we'll put it up there if people bet it. If nobody's going to bet it, we're not going to put it up there, right? We put up people, you know, we put up what people want to what what the people bet. So obviously, you know, the high the key game you mentioned it is going to be the big college game. So that will go on there. There's going to be a bunch of other stuff going on that night. I think there's some UFC fights that night. So a lot of those things are going to take precedence over the um, the football league unless there's demand for it. So we mm-hmm. shall see. So you put up futures. How did you go about coming up with those uh, with those numbers and how would you know who to make the favorite? So one of our guys here made futures. He went through all of the rosters, all of the rules, all of the coaches, and kind of did his power rankings. Then we compared those to uh, we compared those to what some of the other books in town had already put up. Yeah, and we were able to uh, kind of use our uh, our best judgment on what we thought the prices were, and uh, and we posted them. Back to the Super Bowl, real football. So the Rams scored three points, didn't score a touchdown. I know there were props out there. Props of them not scoring or scoring exactly three. What prop hurt you, and, and did that hurt you? The the Rams not scoring a touchdown in the game. Did that hurt you guys at CG? It didn't kill us. It wasn't great. It didn't kill us though. Um, but I definitely uh, will tell you the the low scoring prop that did hurt us hurt us the most was um, we had a prop of how many exact points will be in the game, and the fifteen to nineteen option was 80 to 1 uh, and there wow. were a couple players who bet that so that one kind of beat us up pretty good now you know you jason were on our show last friday and you didn't think that the handle record in nevada would be broken this year it'd been broken for a number of consecutive years you thought that that was going to come to an end most of the you know most of the spokesmen of of, of uh um casino properties thought that it would fly over the 158 why why did you well you were proven right but why um what do you think was behind it because I knew that the quantity, I, I guarantee you guys, and I don't know how to pull these numbers, but I guarantee you guys that if you looked up the quantity of bets we took, it far exceeded last year. Mm. The million-dollar bets just weren't flying around, and the only way that you're going to beat that handle is for those big bets. I can tell you guys that we were more crowded and we did more bets 
than we did the prior year. Wow. However, those million-dollar bets didn't see it. I saw only like three or four reported, yep. and last year I remember dozens reported. And really, that's the main difference to me. Jason, with the now basically everybody having the betting app on their phone and people don't have to go into the sports book, Super Bowl is one thing, but overall – how much difference does it make day-to-day for you guys in terms of foot traffic inside the casinos? Coming up to the window and making a bet, is it substantial now? People, especially locals, just sitting at home and making their bets from there? Yeah, I mean, for us, it's a, it's a kind of a mix because, we, as Ken kind of uh, hit on earlier, we have a bunch of tourist properties, Cosmopolitan, um, Venetian. These people are usually typically just in town for a few days, so they walk down to the book. They're betting at that book because that's the hotel they're staying at. We do have a lot of local properties, like the Silverton, the M Resort. These are, these customers typically bet at home. You can actually see for like the ESPN games, uh, for like an ESPN NBA game or a TNT NBA game, we have a higher handle to the uh, app on those games from local customers for sure. Plus, the in running is a big is a big mm. piece of that as well. So, give us an idea, Jason. Saturday night, well, it's three o'clock uh, tomorrow, Vegas time, so it's not really night. But you know, a typical. You know, Herb Street, uh, the game of the week in, in college football on a Saturday night, a 5 o'clock kickoff as opposed to a 3 o'clock tip, but the numbers two and three teams in the ACC, Duke and Virginia. How much of a difference will there be handle-wise on the marquee basketball game of the weekend opposed to the marquee college football game of the weekend? Can't even compare it. The football is going to be so much bigger. I mean, 5, five X, 8X, mm-hmm. it's that, you know, king football, yep. it's that much busier. It's crazy. It just, it's such a huge game and it just pales in comparison. Uh, one other Masters, a look forward. We're, we're getting to that time now with football in the Rio Vier mirror. What are the odds for Tiger and who is, who is the listed favorite right now to win the Masters in April? Yeah, so we've gotten we've had actually Masters futures up for for pretty much seven eight months now. Wow. So we have some pretty good action on it. Um, there's a there's a player that you may have heard of. His name is Tiger Woods. Uh, he is um, pulling up his current price. He's ten to one right now. Not surprisingly, we've taken the most bets on him. Um, you know, I bet you would have guessed that. There are some other guys though. Uh, you know, kind of hit on some of the guys with some of the low prices. Uh, Dustin Johnson, thirteen to one. Uh, Jordan Spieth is twelve to one. Um, so those guys are kind of in the uh, in the driver's seat. But Tiger at ten to one. Uh, is pretty much close to the favorite. Uh, he's right there, so uh, that is definitely um, you know one of the guys that the reason he's been bet down to the favorite is because of just how much action he gets. Uh, football numbers for the futures. If you guys put up a, a Super Bowl AFC NFC number, because I know that I don't, I I find it hard to believe that you've got any futures up for the NFL yet, and I know that you're going to go through all 17 weeks or 16 weeks here, rather coming up to sometime in May. But do you have anything on the board for a tourist in town that wants to bet a football game? We have futures up. We have the Super Bowl up. So we don't have the AFC-NFC up yet, uh, but we do have the Super Bowl, and that is uh, the Kansas City Chiefs and the New England Patriots are the favorites. In fact, uh, we actually opened with the Chiefs as the favorite, then the Pats became the favorite, but right now they're both sitting there at plus 650 to win the Super Bowl next year. Interesting. All right, Jason Symbol, CG Technology in place, the Venetian Palazzo Cosmopolitan Hard Rock Palms, uh, Silverton uh, the Tropicana and headquartered at the M. Thank you, Jason. We'll talk to you next week. Appreciate it. Thanks, Ken. Good to talk to you, Jason. Symbol CG Technology as we go inside the world of sports wagering. Some sports wagering news locally. I, I read that the um, uh, lawmakers are going to rewrite the bill. There's some concern, and we I talked about this briefly yesterday, if this is going to 
Don't screw this up, folks. Uh, yes. Because it seems like there's there seemed to be, a couple of months ago, unity. Everybody was going forward. Um, there was only one message mm-hmm. that was being heard, and that's that's how it's going to get through. Now the horsemen want a piece. Now the lottery wants a piece. Now the... Um, casinos want a casinos piece. Casinos want a piece. There seems to be a few cracks that everybody's now... Wants it a little bit different than original, and if there's a whole bunch of voices shouting at the same time as opposed to one talking, it may. I don't want to think about it. Figure it out. Figure it out. Figure yes. it out. Yes. You know, there's a guy at Drake. His name is Keith Miller. He gets quoted a lot. I've mm-hmm. never. Have you ever heard him? Ever heard about? No, him? no. He's uh, he's under your cousin. No, my brother. No, your brother. Yeah, my brother's Keith Miller. Ken and Keith. Ken and Keith. Not now. Not this dude at Drake. Obviously. Um, we should. Seems like he knows what's going on. Yeah. So I think I'll reach out to him over the weekend, see if we can get him. That would be good. Um, because I think there's some fear out there that they're going to mess around, screw this up. We're going to mess around and not get claxons done if we don't get the break. And then we'll be in trouble. We will take the first four callers right now. Two eight nine five. What's the number? Two eight four. Yes. Five nine. Six six. Wait, five, nine, it's the six. same one that it used to I be. I know, I know, I know. Two, two eight, eight four, four five nine six six. Right now, first four callers. We'll give you an opportunity to win some Claxons barbecue. Trent and I continue on. It's Des Moines Sports Station, fourteen sixty KXNO. Keep up with KXNO on Twitter and Facebook. Go to KXNO.com to learn more. From fourteen sixty KXNO. Hi, welcome back. All week long, Trent and I brought to us by Dr. Stephen Fuller, Fuller Family Dentistry. A couple of locations uh, here in the metro. You can find them uh, in Altoona, 410 8th Street Southwest in Altoona. Also, uh, 2822 East 29th Street. 2822 East 29th Street, Des Moines, 410 8th Street Southwest in Altoona. If you're new to the area or it's time for another dentist, Dr. Stephen Fuller, my dentist, uh, makes it possible, or one of our uh, sponsors uh, here on Miller & Condon. So is Claxon's Barbecue, and we are certainly grateful for that as each and every week at this time we get to give away some outstanding barbecue i had it on super bowl sunday i had it on the monday following the super bowl and i might have liked it better on monday boy the leftovers hit the spot like that brisket didn't you? oh it's outstanding we're going to give away a 35 dollar gift certificate to whoever gets the most right the runner-up will get 25 dollars and steve leads things off steve welcome how are you i'm great thank you well we're going to give you four basketball games and a tiebreaker okay Against the spread. Iowa State is a nine and a half point favorite over TCU. TCU is not good on the road, so I'm going to take Iowa State. You're right about that. Drake is home tomorrow night against the in state rival UNI Panthers. Drake is an eight and a half point favorite over the Panthers. Uh, I'll take the Bulldogs. UNI is kind of having a rough year. Yes, they are. Virginia, game of the weekend, two versus three. Virginia hosts Duke. The Cavaliers are four and a half point favorite. Uh, too strong of a defense. I think I'm going to take uh, Virginia at home. Okay. Iowa, nine-and-a-half point favorite over Northwestern. Uh, taking all the favorites. Give me the Hawkeyes. All right. I'll really be impressive. you have a comeback on San Antonio and San Diego. <laughs> <laughs> Total points in that one. Closest without going over, Steve. Uh, let's go with 145. 145. Thank you, Steve. Have a good weekend. Right. Appreciate you. it. Uh, Tyler is up next. Hey, Tyler. Hi. Iowa State, nine-and-a-half-point favorite over TCU. Um, Iowa State. Drake, eight-and-a-half over UNI. 
You and I. Virginia, four and a half over the Dukies. Duke. Iowa, nine and a half over Northwestern. Iowa. T- tiebreaker, closest without going over. Tomorrow night, uh, football, CBS, seven o'clock, San Antonio, San Diego. Uh, total points. Um, we'll go 50. 50. Thank you, Tyler. Appreciate it. Uh, not a bad guess. Mm-hmm. Matt is next. Hey, Matt, how are you? Uh, Iowa State's a nine and a half point favorite over TCU. Iowa State. Drake, eight and a half over the Panthers. You and I. Virginia, four and a half over Duke. Duke. Iowa, nine and a half over Northwestern. Northwestern. And total points, San Antonio, San Diego, closest without going over, tiebreaker, only to be used if necessary. Uh... 62. 62. Thank you, Matt. Appreciate it. And Shane wraps up Claxton's Barbecue Giveaway for another week. Hey, Shane. Howdy. Uh, Iowa State's a nine-and-a-half point favorite over TCU. Uh, we'll go out the clones. Okay. Drake, eight-and-a-half over UNI. Uh, UNI. Virginia, four-and-a-half over Duke. Uh, Virginia. Iowa's a nine-and-a-half point favorite over Northwestern. Uh, we'll do Iowa. And total points, San Antonio, San Diego. Closest without going over. Oh, uh, I don't know, 40, 42. <laughs> All right, thank you, Shane. Appreciate it. Uh, good to talk to you, and thank you again to Claxon's Barbecue in Altoona for making that possible. Winner gets a $35 gift certificate. The runner tw- uh, runner-up, 25. We'll do it again next week. So earlier in the program today, we were talking to John Bonacamp. Yes, we were. And when I called him, what are you doing? And he was watching The Price is Right. Now you, you've watched The Price is Right, correct? Yeah, a few times, yeah. So is Bob Bark? No, it's not. He's, not anymore. No. no, Drew Carey is the host. Oh yeah, guy. I knew that. I remember Drew Carey, right? But when you get and there's four contestants just like ours up there uh-huh. on on the row, and you want to do the dollar, right? Isn't that how you do it? Why we haven't had now in over a month of doing this, the last person just go with one. Yeah, because it's closest with it. Well, if the other three are over, right? And you got the tiebreaker. Come right. on, listeners. Now we did have somebody that took a disproportionately low scores yes, yep. opposed to everybody else. Yep. And I think he scored, did he, he did. not? Yeah, I think he, yeah, he won the tiebreaker that I week. think he did. I think he did. All right, what are your plans this weekend? Uh, heading to the Nap Center. Tomorrow night. Got that. Uh, where, were you, where are you pre-gaming? At Johnny's Hall of Fame downtown? Johnny's, yeah. Come nice. on and buy. Say hello. I'll be wearing my purple. I'll be easy to spot. They'll so be on the purple. Where? I mean, that seems like a bit of a... I know. Yeah. I thought the same thing. Went there a couple years ago for it, though. It's fun. Is it? And okay. it's, it's always... Every once in a while, you run into somebody that you knew in college. It's like, oh, mm-hmm. hey. And you had, and is there a you and I pregame destination gathering? I mean, is that where you guys, is that where Panther fans always go in the games? No. Here? Well, yeah, it's been there. The alumni event's been there a few times okay. at the very least in the past. You know, the OP has that you and I connection. One of the mm-hmm. first ones was in Cedar Falls, if not the first. Mm-hmm. So I know that's been one in the past. But the one uh, over in, in West Des Moines? Yeah. Yep. Clive, uh, what, University Ave? Yep, University Ave. Yep. But that's also a hall to get back downtown. Hall. So. I'm sure that's a part of it, too. Because uh, I'm right. Jeez. So I got that. I got a dance tonight. Oh, daddy-daughter? <laughs> yeah, for nice Valentine's. For so that'll be fun. And then watching Iowa State, watching yep. Iowa, yep. and everything else will you in watch between. Any, will you watch the football tomorrow night? I'll, I'll flip it on. I when I get I home, I'll too. flip it on. And I know I'll be disappointed. Yeah, because you'll get home. The game will be over at 7.30. You'll be at the nap probably by 7.30. Yep. Will you drink a beer at the nap? Oh, I forgot you about that. I gotta do it. You know, oh. we, we have to, cause I can't, I've said it, you know, for months. It's Brian Harden guy. He's doing a hell of a job over there. He's got some things yes, figured he out. Yes, he does.
It's got people talking about Drake. And I can just, drink a beer? Drink a beer? Because I'm not going to be in press row. The throwbacks tomorrow? It's a good one. Good for Brian Harden. Mm-hmm. Got the, he's got things. Drake pointed in the up. They're never going to. Yeah, you know, we'll save it. Uh, good week wonderful... out of you. I'll give you the credit Thank this you. time. Thank you. Yeah. yeah, you had a good one last week, so I took the medal this week. Who will it be next week? Tune in Monday at 10. Have a great weekend. Thanks for being here. Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO.